LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Are you sitting a little bit tired there, Derek? You know, it was like, oh, Derek Hanna. It's the uh, one hour change between Queensland and Sydney that's <laughs> killing me at the moment. That's what's killing me at the moment, but I'll get over it. Well, The One Thing is brought to you with thanks to Virgin Australia. They have been able to bring Derek down from uh, Brisbane to Sydney so that we can record today's episode. We're also proudly part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network, and we encourage you to check out our new network page on iTunes, uh, and you can see a whole range of other quality Christian podcasts for you to uh, get some great tips and practical advice on Christian ministry. But for now, you press play on episode 43 of The One Thing, Religion in 2019. So it's easy, I think, to feel as a Christian, and as a Christian leader, that Christianity is under siege and religion is being pushed to the margins uh, of our society at the moment. Uh, what used to be my good friend, the ABC, doesn't feel like my good friend anymore. Uh, with that, those who would, you know, call themselves Christians, uh, feeling a little bit marginalised, and yet, uh, nearly fifty percent, as I understand it, of people would indicate that they have some sort of Christian heritage or background. They would associate that, and that leaves fifty percent of people who uh, would say they align, uh, not necessarily Christianity, but not all of them would say they're anti-Christian either. That's not what they're saying by that. What we want to explore today and what we've got uh, Mark McCrindle with us uh, for, uh, we want to say, well, actually, what is it that the people who are in that 50% are asking and where are they at and how do we connect with them? But also the people who would say they're Christian, the 50% who would align with that, how do we connect with them as well? And for all of these people, how is it that Jesus fits into the uh, the questions that everyone is asking, uh, perhaps just in a different way depending on the background? So we have uh, very privileged to have Mark McCrindle back with us. Hi, Mark. Hi, great to be with you. Now, if you want to hear a great a great podcast where Mark gives you some excellent tips, look back uh, into previous episode, episode number 38, I think it was, uh, and you'll be able to hear Mark give some excellent tips on how your church can actually use the data that's out there. Um, uh, Mark, I, I want to uh, I want to just jump straight in as Christ, as Christian leaders, as as Derek's you know raised already. It can be easy to be pessimistic, perhaps fearful about people's views of Christianity and religion. Is that is that justified? Well, certainly, it's it's justified to observe that the climate has changed, and we're not in the 1950s anymore. Back then, you know, the the Christian worldview and the societal worldview and values were very much overlapped, uh, but in the couple of generations since then, the society has shifted on. And so there is a big gap. It, you know, think of the late 1950, 1959, Billy Graham was in town and it was, if you like, the heyday of, of, of Christianity in Australia. Uh, we've seen over that time the proportion of Australians identifying their religion as Christianity drop. And as you said, Derek, down to 52%. And so what's happened in the last 10 years, in fact, 10 years ago, it was at 64% and then it dropped to 61% and most recently 52%. So Mm. there's been this decline in cultural Christianity. But interestingly, and this is where I think we need to take note and take heart, the National Church Life Survey data has showed that over those same 10 years, the proportion of Australians who attend church regularly, a decade ago was 15%, five years ago was 15%. The latest data actually shows it's 16%. So if anything, it's gone up. So The base of people that are active in the practice of their Christian faith is unchanged, the proportion, even though 
the, the total numbers identifying with Christianity is clearly declining. There's a trend there. What it means is that cultural Christianity is evaporating. Now, it does have impacts for Christians in the church, of course, because the protective factor we used to rely on, the, the general uh, Christian understanding, acceptance and support is, is dissipating. And mm. so we're feeling the cold air a bit closer to home. We're feeling the pushback a bit more. And the number of people that say no religion has been going up strongly, and many of them, now 30%, of all Australians in the census said no religion, many are quite um, activist in the pushback on Christian things, uh, particularly in public spaces. And we, we feel a bit more of that. And mm-hmm. we're more culturally diverse and more religiously diverse. Almost one in 10 Australians practice a, or identify with a non-Christian religion. So, so that's the lay of the land as it currently sits and uh, quite different to what we had a generation ago. And yet people aren't necessarily less spiritual, are they? They may be not necessarily... Christian or identify with that, but uh, their trends towards uh, either what people are asking or you mentioned that people are ticking more the box, uh, no religion. What, where are the trends heading with our migrant population and with existing um, people who've been here for a while? Well, that's right. If, if we take out the, the no religion and look at total Christianity, other religions, spiritual uh, views and, and, and other faiths, we're at seven in 10 Australians uh, have, have some sort of belief in something beyond themselves. So we're certainly not a, a totally secular nation, um, but it's, it's changed from just Christianity being the only game in town. Um, the other factor, we, we have seen a rise in those who might even identify in that uh, no religion category, but as you said, identifying with spiritual beliefs. About 14% of Australians say spiritual but not religious. Uh, that's our, our research on that one. So a lot more of a smorgasbord of different beliefs and perspectives. Um, and and if we look at those numbers to, to get a bit more delineation, so we said 52% identified their religion as Christianity. 38% of Australians will actually personalize that and say, I call myself a Christian. Mm. So, you know, more than a third of Australians will actually, you know, use that term to describe themselves a Christian. Um, and then and then you've got many beyond that, in fact, another one in four who don't call themselves Christians, but certainly are warm towards Christian things. They'll say things like, I believe in Christianity, even though I'm not one, or I believe in much of Christianity, but still have some doubts, or I believe in the ethics and values of Christianity, but I don't practice Christianity in any way. Certainly warm statements. That's one in four. So in other, and then you've got some some neutral people. Before we get to those that are quite uh, cold towards Christian things, they uh, accept statements like, uh, I have some issues with Christianity, I have strong reservations about Christianity, or I'm passionately opposed to Christianity. And those three statements uh, comprise about one in four Australians. So three in four Australians are warm or neutral towards Christian things, but one in four are quite strongly uh, in opposition. Which which means we've got a lot of opportunity out there. I think I think that's often what we, we look at that decline in data, but we can actually look at it the other way and say, well, three in four people are actually open or, as you say, neutral towards Christianity. Uh, the hostility that we're seeing necessarily in the in the media um, is is not there in the you know in in the people that are in front of us. Um, there are thirty five percent you know the population that are neither non religious and and non spiritual. Um, it's it's often interesting to see you know see different people. Some people tend towards that group, the non religious, and they want to have the you know the Facebook chats. They want to they want to work with the hardest to reach, and then the the others who, who want to work with the new migrant populations who are showing at least an, an openness to the gospel, uh, which I think is you know has been evident in the um, in the latest plebiscite and um, and other you know other aspects of, of the church you know church attendance actually actually growing um, again. Um, now we we are going to take a, a quick break. 
I want to uh, I want to keep we want to keep pressing into this and keep you know understanding this general data. We're just going to open up the toolbox quickly and give you some some must-have resources for understanding the sort of religious landscape. You've already talked a little bit about our NCLS. Uh, both both Mark uh, and Ruth Powell from NCLS did a great community day. I think they did that in Melbourne and Sydney. There were some excellent um, resources from that. So I'll give you a link in the show notes to the community and church summit uh, that they both uh, did. Uh, there's the faith and belief report that um, has been prepared by McCrindle Research, which will also give you the link to update. Jump onto markmcrindle.com as well, uh, you know, for infographics and other ways to, uh, to be thinking about that. And then the final one is a, is a book uh, from a mate of mine, Ed Stetzer, called Christians in an Age of Outrage. Um, and this is, a, I guess, a really helpful book for pastors and leaders to be thinking about, um, you know, the, the, the growing uh, context of, uh, of animosity that we're seeing in, uh, in, towards the church today in the, in the public space. Yeah, and so uh, it's we've got a, a number of we're part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Uh, so some of our listeners are in the US, and the US certainly has been probably ten years behind maybe uh, Australia in terms of where Christianity is seen. Uh, but I was talking to a friend of mine who's uh, a pastor at uh, Westside Jesus Church, Tim McDonald, last week, and he said in Portland, Oregon, they're very similar to where Australia is at, and so they're coming to see where Australia is at. Where we're thinking, but one of the things that we're noticing, while the, the climate may be more hostile, we might be feeling that at points. Uh, actually, the opportunities are increasing, I think we're finding. Uh, but two particular groups that uh, would be good to focus in on are Generation Z and New Australians, those uh, those coming uh, to make a new life here overseas. Can we start with Gen Z? What, what is particular to them about the questions they're asking, how they're seeing religion and spirituality? Is there anything we should... Yeah. Well, just to give a quick definition there, you know, we probably all know Generation X in our 30s and 40s, uh, pushing into the 50s. Uh, We've got Generation Y in their 20s and so, but coming after them, born since 1995, we've got Generation Z. So they're actually approaching, moving into their 20s at the youngest age, but really the youth, the teenagers and 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 moving into the teen years they um they've been shaped in this world of digital they're they're mm. global in outlook they're influenced by the social uh, media and not just what the experts or authority figures say um very visual in how they consume content their their lifestyles are mobile where they'll work and live and travel and study so so quite dynamic uh, as a generation harder to connect with in that traditional sense less likely to say Christianity is their religion or faith, less likely to have been shaped with any sense of Christian upbringing or literacy. However, more open to talking about issues of faith and spirituality than the older generations. So again, amazing opportunities to connect. In this uh, study we ran, um, Faith and Belief, we found that if you ask non-Christians, this is from the survey, non-Christians, how open are you to exploring Christianity? Uh, 77% said unlikely or, or, or not very interested, but 10% said very interested or quite open, and another 13% would consider exploring Christian things, you know, given the right circumstances. So, you know, one in 10 people that we lock eyes with out there who's not a believer is quite open to exploring that, and it's even slightly higher with Generation Z. So I think, you know, encouraging data there, and um, and it's a generation that are are more likely to have religion as a topic of discussion. It's not on the taboo, taboo list as it was for some of the older generations. Mm, that's great. What, what are some of the questions that generations that are particularly grappling with? You know, we live in that over, you know, over communicated uh, world. I know that I know that there's increasing anxiety levels. What are some of the other sort of major issues that you're seeing in your research that Gen Z are, 
are grappling with? Because they're so global in the out, in their outlook, um, issues of uh, uh, around suffering, uh, around um, justice, um, issues around uh, even uh, the, things like uh, well, science. They're, they're more likely to go to university than any previous generation. And interestingly, in the Australian census data, the higher someone's level of uh, education, uh, the lower their connection with Christianity. And so mm. this is a generation staying on that educational conveyor belt longer. It's pretty um, anti-Christian terrain out there as they as they move through a lot of their um, higher education studies. And so, you, but they're looking to engage in, in very rational ways around the issues of faith. And so it's almost returning to that, that era of apologetics once more, not in a not in a polemic, let's debate it out logically, but certainly in an experiential way, I think we can we can share those things with this generation. We found in our study some of the questions or the, the issues that they have or issues around the supernatural elements, miracles and the like in the Bible, mm. uh, the role of women, science and evolution, um, uh, issues of homosexuality or hell and condemnation. And, and the Bible's stance on all of those are, are, are key front of mind issues for Generation Z, that we have to have a, a, a good, solid uh, ability to, to engage from a biblical perspective with this generation and yet, you know, answer those uh, those questions that they have. So, so New Australians is a pretty broad category, but what are the main countries people are coming from uh, to Australia and, and how does their thinking differ from those who have been here for, for quite a while? Well, in a generation, we've gone from where the top five countries had New Zealand in it, which we still have, but the other four were all European countries in terms of migration patterns, to now China, India, and Vietnam being in the top mm. five. So we've shifted from European migration to now connecting to Asia. And uh, and in a lot of areas, uh, you've got India as the number one country now of migration currently. So so India and China, that, that, that Asian migration is very strong and being able to connect, therefore, with people that don't have a Christian background or even any, any understanding of Christian things, that shift from the postmodern society we've been used to dealing with to those that really you know, uh, don't have a, an understanding of Christian things at all. Mm. Any any final words or wisdom to church leaders who might be feeling just a little bit under siege in a, in a post-Christian Australia? Well, I think it is great times because you've got uh, fresh terrain. You've got either mm. people coming to Australia who don't have the hang-ups or the, the, the stereotypes of, uh, of, of some of the, the long-term Christians, that uh, long-term Australians that were shaped in a Christian era that uh, churches are full of hypocrites and the religious wars or um, issues around money in the church or whatever. They're not, they're not concerned by that. They don't know much about Christian things. Mm. And so you've got the migrant community, which is fresh terrain to engage without, this, without you know, having preconceptions of the church. And you've got a new generation that, that don't know much about Christian things. And again, you're looking to connect uh, and understand something of, of what has shaped this nation. That's great. Mark, uh, that brings us to the end of the show. What is the one thing that people should take, be taking away when it comes to religion in 2019? That the harvest is plentiful and, uh, and that we have a willing and, uh, and an interested society that are looking to re-explore Christian things uh, or have some of their issues and perceptions dealt with if we can engage in a relevant and, uh, and warm way. That is exciting. Now, we uh, yeah, we just want to thank you again, Mark. It's been great having you on the show. Again, can I encourage you to check out those resources. While you're there on that, uh, on that page, again, click like, share, share it with others. We want this uh, podcast to, to be pushed out so that 
more and more people could be equipped to take the, the great news of Jesus out across uh, Australia and the world. Now, uh, we're, we love being part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. We just want to uh, let you know about a, another podcast in that network. It's the Making Disciples Podcast with Robbie Gallaty and Chris Swain. They're going to help you make Jesus' final words your first work. In each episode, you're going to hear discussion about discipleship and disciple making in local church. Can I encourage you to check that one out? Uh, finally, uh, we want to think into next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We're looking forward to spending another year with you on the One Thing Podcast. I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Anna. Chat soon. Mm-hmm.